Anytime I would start to go down that path of like, man, what if I could have done something different to save my dad? What if I'd swam with him differently? What if I hadn't been with him? We wouldn't have gone out that far. It was as if my dad's voice was right there saying, this is not your fault. Like, it was just an accident. It just happened. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Blake Brewer, founder of the Legacy Letter Challenge. At 19 years old, Blake's father drowned while they were snorkeling together in Hawaii. Hours later, he discovered a letter that his dad was planning to give him on the trip. In this letter, Blake's dad shared his heart and his feelings, as well as some great life advice. His letter changed Blake's life forever. He cannot even describe the feeling he felt just knowing that his dad took the time to put his thoughts and feelings on paper. As we know, the world is changing and it's not getting any easier for children to navigate. After Blake had children of his own, he realized how difficult it is to write a letter like his dad did for him. And at the same time, he felt strongly that everyone needs a letter like he got from their dad. He's now on a mission to help one million dads write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting legacy letter. In an effort to accomplish this, Blake has created a 10-step online program to help dads and moms write a letter that will impact their children today and be cherished for a lifetime. Blake feels the most powerful words spoken on the planet are spoken by a father and a mother. And when you put those words on paper, it maximizes the impact and it makes those words lasting. Listen in for some great takeaways about Blake's journey from tragedy to helping parents everywhere leave a legacy for their children that will make an impact for generations to come. I have the distinct pleasure today of being with Blake Brewer, the founder of the Legacy Letter Challenge. And I just think this is a great idea, great concept. So I can't wait to dive into the conversation. So Blake, welcome to the show. Larry, I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's amazing. So listen, I know a bit about your story, about the background. So can you share a little bit of background about who Blake Brewer is? And what got you to this point? And then we'll jump into Legacy Letter for sure. So I am on a mission to help a million dads and moms write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting Legacy Letter. Personally, I do have an amazing wife and three kids that are seven, five, and two. And I could never imagine that I would be doing what I'm doing and that I'd have a business around this mission. But it all goes back to something that my dad did for me when I was 19 years old. Like a lot of us, I had a pretty good dad. I can think of things that he could have done better. But when we were 19, we were on a vacation in Hawaii and we were out in the water snorkeling together. And man, there was nowhere else I wanted to be. It was like me and my dad out there in the water. And 
my dad, for me, was really my hero. He was larger than life. My dad's claim to fame was that he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. But even more than that, he was Terry Bradshaw's tight end at Louisiana Tech. And so they were best friends and roommates. When we were out there in the water, we kept going further and further out, and we ended up in an area that I now know is called Witch's Brew. And the water was really deep. The current had picked up. The waves had gotten really big. I realized that I didn't know where my dad was. And I was like, man, where'd my dad go? I'm scanning the water looking for him. And I saw him. And I could tell that my dad was in trouble. I swam to my dad as quickly as I could. But by the time I got to him, he was underneath the water. And he was unconscious. And so I dove down. I wrapped my arms around my dad and brought him back up to the surface and started swimming with him to the shore. And luckily, the lifeguard showed up to help and as they got him to shore, they started doing CPR to my dad. And I, as I laid there next to my dad, I was just really crying out to God, like, would you please save my dad's life? And I really thought that at any point he was going to come to and his eyes were going to kind of flicker open. The water was going to come out of his mouth, but it never happened. And so my dad ended up drowning. So it went from one of the best days of my life to the worst in just a matter of minutes. And I'm sitting there next to my dad, like, what the heck just happened? Like, he was just with me. And I'm already asking, how in the heck are we going to make it? Like, how are we going to make it without my dad? How am I going to make it? So fast forward a couple hours and we're back in the condo and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed in the back bedroom and my mom walks in and she says, I found something in your dad's briefcase that he was going to give you on this trip. I had no idea what she's talking about, but she walked across the room and handed me a letter. And it was everything that I needed in that moment. It was a letter from my dad. And he had no idea when he was writing this that this was going to be his final words to me. I just felt this this total sense of peace and comfort and this hope, like, man, I'm going to make it. This letter absolutely helped me get through this time of my life. And then for the last 20 years, this letter has continued to be there. I cannot even imagine my life without this letter. I'm really sorry for your loss, and it's an amazing story how that letter was, like you said, just there at the right time, right moment, was really everything you needed then, obviously, outside of your dad actually not drowning and, and coming to, right? I guess that was really the only thing that could possibly help you through those moments. So at, at what point do you kind of come up with the idea or the thought around this legacy letter and creating it and turning it into a business more or less out of this tragedy? That next year in my life, I was grieving really hard. And there was moments where I was like, Every night I'd be crying myself to sleep, just reliving that day in my life. And anytime I would start to go down that path of like, man, what if I could have done something different to save my dad? What if I'd swam with him differently? What if I hadn't been with him? We wouldn't have gone out that far. It was as if my dad's voice was right there saying, this is not your fault. Like this is just an accident. It just happened. And so my dad's words really protected me during that time. But then as I started my career and started having kids, like there was different times I would return to my dad's letter and my dad's letter would give me this confidence or like he talked about persevering. So there'd be difficult times that man, my dad would just like continue to push me through his letter. So then it was three years ago when my kids were, were little and they're seven, five and two now, they were even younger then. And I'm like everybody else that wants to be a good dad. I'm like, okay, I'm working hard. I'm doing all these things, but I want to be a good dad. So like, what should I do here? What should I do? 
I know what I'll do. I'll write them a letter. I mean, if anyone knows the value of a letter from their dad, it's me. I go to write them this letter and I'm looking at a blank sheet of paper and I'm like, what am I going to write? Like, it was really difficult to get my thoughts and feelings organized around it. And it took me a long time to finish this letter. And in the middle of that, I said, man, if I'm going to write this letter, I want to put the best stuff in there, the things that my children need to hear from me. So I went into research mode and started reading these articles, reading books, listening to podcasts. And so my conviction for this letter grew even more. It's like, man, my children need my voice as their father. They absolutely need to hear. Like, it'll be life-changing for them the more my voice is in their life. And so when I finished this letter, I felt really good about it. Like, like it was kind of a milestone moment in my fatherhood journey. And I knew I'd created something of value for them, but I also knew that I was changed from writing this letter. Like my vision was stronger for my family and, you know, the letter was for my kids, but it really is for me. I will tell you, Larry, I did decide to go ahead and read it to my daughter when she was four. And I shared this on the Today Show, but I said, hey, Gracie Cade, I've, daddy's got something for you. And I go to read her this letter and uh, normally I'm reading her a book, a princess book or something. As I'm reading this letter to her, man, I am just boohooing through this whole letter, like crying. I And I she'd never seen me cry before, but I mean, I poured my heart and soul into this thing. And so I get to the end of the letter and I'm wondering, you know, what in the world is she thinking? And I look up at her. She looks at me and she says, uh, Daddy, can you read me the princess book now? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can read you the princess book. And I read it to her. But the next night she did go up to my wife at dinner and she said, last night, Daddy read me a message. Can he read me that message again tonight? So it was really through all of that that I realized there was like this light bulb moment. It was right after someone had told me a story about getting a life-changing letter from their dad. And I was like, what am I doing here? I got to help more people get this letter from their dad. And I got to help dads go on this journey that I went on. And so really, that's where the mission started. My wife was went and told my wife, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. We're going to figure this out. And she's looking at me like... Okay, I know your dad's letter was important to you. She's looking at our three kids. So you're telling me you're going to provide for our family by helping people write a letter. It's like, yeah, this is too big of a thing to not figure out. That was almost three years ago, and we're figuring it out. We've been helping dads and now moms write this letter. And starting off, I thought it was just going to be like a B2C play. Like people were just going to be signing up to write it, and people do. But pretty soon, financial advisors started purchasing my program for their clients, and then business owners started purchasing my program for their employees, either as a team-building exercise or just like as a benefit. Like We're doing things I never could have thought possible. Amazing stuff, amazing story. And as you're telling that story, I'm thinking about the fact I lost my mom. She passed away at the age of 47 after a 10-plus-year battle with cancer. Wow. How old were you? She was diagnosed when I was in my 11 or 12, and she passed away the day after my 23rd birthday. Wow. So that I was think hard. about that and you telling that story, and it would be great. Like I have the stories and conversations, but it would be great to have a letter like that thinking about a situation like she went through. And I was so young at the time, I could see the value in having that letter. And I, I think one of the things our children, my children, and in my situation, you know, from my parents, I think children hear the voices of their parents so much. Why do you think having them read our own words like you have in the letter and now you're passing on to hopefully have a million others do the same? Why do you think reading our words as opposed to hearing it is so much more powerful? 
Well, there's a couple things going on. Number one, we live in a very noisy, chaotic world with social media, internet, like our children. We are trying to get them to hear our words. And the question is, are they hearing it? Like, are they actually receiving it? I mean, I tell my wife things all the time. And the next day I'm like, yeah, I told you that last night. And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, no, I know I told you. So I told her she didn't hear it. She didn't receive it. That happens with our children as well. Like we say things to them. Like, I know I've told my children I love them. But then the question is like, did they actually receive it in a way that really sticks? When you read it though, there's no doubt. Like, man, does my dad really love me? Yeah, he does. Like he wrote it right here. Like it's clear as day. Like my dad loves me. And so in this really noisy, chaotic world that we live in, to me, it's not an option. Like we've got to do whatever it takes to get our words and the right words. It'd be interesting. Like how many children do you have? <laughs> I have two. Two boys. Two. Yeah. If we could peek into your children's heart and say, okay, what words do they have in there from their dad, from Larry? Because there's things that I'm sure you have said to them that you're like, yeah, I wish I could take that back. Because there's things like I've said that to my children. I'm like, dang, I didn't mean that. And I hope that's not the thing that sticks. We might be, we're saying a lot of words to our children, but we really want the right words in there, like the things that are going to build confidence into their life. We want to make sure those words are in there when we write this letter, especially the legacy letter. Like this is more than just a letter, like a legacy letter that I'm helping parents write is, man, it's all the things that someone needs from their dad and their mom. It's right there in this letter, like all the words. Amazing. Yeah. You have the luxury of putting a lot of thought into it and being very intentional about what's being said and what will be left behind. So I could see. Yeah. And it's lasting. Like you can return to it. It's return toable, right. which I made that yeah. word up, but I have yeah. returned to my dad's letter so many times and you kind of forget, like as time goes on, you kind of forget the things that they said, but for them to, for it to be in the letter and written down, it's like, no, like I needed that reminder. Yeah. And it's always there for them to go back in any situation, good, bad, or indifferent. They have it there. That's what Al Roker said on the Today Show afterwards. He said, man, my dad died 20 years ago. And I remember some things about him, but I can't remember his words and his voice. I wish I had a letter from him. Right. That's great stuff. I've heard you talk about this. What do you think is a dad superpower? You've talked about that. What do you think is the dad superpower? Oh, yeah, it's his words. I mean, there are words that... I could say to my children today, they could absolutely wreck their life. And Larry, I mean, you could say those same words to my children and it might hurt their feelings, but you're not going to need therapy or counseling. But the most powerful voice on the planet is a father's voice and a mother's voice. As a dad, we have to recognize and a mom recognize the superpower and we got to make sure that these words are getting into their life in the same way that there's words that I could say to my children that could wreck their life. There's words I could say that can bring them confidence, that can help them discover their life purpose, that can help them navigate a difficult situation. So it would be a travesty if these words did not like the right words that my children need from me, like they didn't hear them or they didn't receive them or it didn't stick. Again, I just believe in this letter so much because it really helps us get our words into our children's life. Amazing. So at what point, I mean, or can you kind of pinpoint a specific instance where you came to the point where you said, man, I got to turn this into a business, right? Because it's so important, right? It's been such a valuable tool for me personally that I see the value for the world and I really want to help a million people, moms, dads, whomever. At what point do you kind of resign yourself to the fact 
like you said to your wife and said, hey, I see a, an opportunity here. It's too important. What was the driving factor that kind of put you over the edge and kind of steered you in the direction of making this an entrepreneurial venture? Over the years, I met a lot of people and I'd share my story. And the number one response was, man, I wish I had a letter like that from my dad. But every once in a while, I'd meet someone who said, man, I also, I got a letter like that from my dad. And it was like, we were in this club together. Like I got a letter from my dad club. Again, when my children were young, I wanted to make sure that they were in that club. And then there was a guy who was telling me his story around the time I was writing the letter to my children. And he said that when he was 25 years old, he got a letter from his biological dad. And he said, man, I was living a hellish life, just got out of the Marines. This letter shows up and it starts off, dear son. He said, I was ticked. He's like, who does this man think that he is that he can call me son? He abandoned me when I was a child. I've had four stepfathers who have beaten me physically and verbally. One of them left me to die in a freezer. And now this guy wants to call me son. But what happened was his dad had had a complete life change and was trying to reconcile the relationship. But here's the power of a letter. Victor tells me, you know, he put the letter down. I'm not going to mess with this guy. But the letter was still there. And so he kept reading it. And the letter began to soften his heart. And he said, all right. I'll go meet with him. I'll go meet with my dad. He goes to meet with him. Long story short, he ends up becoming best friends with his dad. His dad becomes his best friend, best man at his wedding. Victor's life completely changed. He's rescuing women and children caught up in sex trafficking now. And I'm listening to this story, looking at his life like, man, it all started with a letter. So it was through that that I was like, man, I got to help more people get this letter I'm a person of faith, so I just feel like God just kept bringing I kept probably was missing it. God kept bringing people in my life. Hey, stop missing it, man. You got to go do this. I think to your point earlier in this day of social media where we have a tendency of texting, posting on social media, the art form or even just the act of physically sitting down and writing a letter is really lost to some degree. I mean, we do it in our practice, in our business, for the families we serve and people we touch. We write handwritten notes all the time because it separates us. I think it's a lot more powerful than an email or you know an instant message or a text. And this is really at a higher level as a dad to child or mom to child, I think it's even more impactful. So I'm glad you formulated the business. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I think about my dad's letter and the impact that it's had on my life or how it made me feel. I mean, there's the specific things that he wrote in the letter, like some advice, some of our family values, which have all impacted me. But initially reading it is before I even got to any of that stuff, like me holding this letter from my dad, like you're telling me my dad took the time. He was a hospital CEO. He umpired football games for his hobby. He was involved in our church. In the midst of his busy life, you're telling me he took the time to write a letter, to put down on paper how he felt about us. It's like, does my dad love me? Like, yes, he loves me. He would have never done this. I love the story that Kobe Bryant shared. Again, like this is just when someone knows that their dad loves them and, and their mom too, the power that that is in someone's life. Kobe shared that when he was 12 years old, he was playing basketball in a summer league, actually in New Jersey. And he said that he gets to the end of the summer. He wanted to do really well because his dad and grandfather were both good at basketball, had played in this league. He didn't score a basket the entire summer. I didn't score a single point. And he was so frustrated. But he said that his dad walked up to him and said, Kobe, I don't care whether you scored zero points or 60 points. I'm going to love you no matter what. 
And Kobe said that was the best thing that his dad could have ever told him because it was at that point that he was completely freed up just to go for it. Like he couldn't fail. It just the sense of security that came. And you know, that was playing through his mind through the rest of his career. We need this playing through the minds of our children. Like their dad, mom's going to love me no matter what. I've experienced myself, not to this level through legacy letter, but I've experienced myself to some degree, the power of letter writing. So last year, one of my sons started going to college. So he moved away from home. And at the time, my other son, my youngest, who was 15, he moved away from home following his passion and his dream to be a hockey player. He moved to Minnesota. And for each of them, before they left, I wrote them each a letter about how I felt about them and them going off on their own and completely individual to each one of them. And I basically hid it in their luggage. So at some point when they unpacked or if they wore that pair of jeans or pants or whatever, they'd find the letter eventually. And they both did. I saw the power. It was very cathartic for me. And it really helped me kind of formulate the level of pride I had as a dad that they were able to go out on their own. And you could also see how impactful it was to them, right, in that regard and how it helped them get through different times of their life since then. And I've also heard that some of the dads, the letter writing workshops that you've had speak of this power and the exercise that you take them through. Do you have a particular story that perhaps you can share? I know you shared Victor's story, but is there another story that kind of really accentuates the value and the positivity from going through this type of exercise and writing a letter? Yeah, I was thinking about that. There's a guy named Jeff. He was former Delta Force guy, he got a group of guys together and they were all retired Delta Force. And man, they, they went through my program and they said, man, this is unbelievable. Like one part of the program is we're going to develop kind of a mission and vision for our family. And one of the guys said, man, guys, we're in the army here. Like we write a mission statement for everything we do. And I've never done that for my family. That was even before we started writing the letter. Like They were like, man, this is unbelievable value, just having this written down for my family. But Jeff, I go through the whole process of writing the letter. Jeff was like, man, that was amazing for me. He could not wait to give the letter to his two sons that were 21 and 23. He gives it to him on Christmas morning. And you can imagine like the anticipation he felt like. And uh, they open it up and they say, uh, oh, a, a letter cool dad, a letter. And they said, we'll read it tonight. And so they go home and read it that night and they came back the next day. And he said, man, they just gave me this like little bro hug. And that's it. Said, thanks for the letter, dad. And he's over here like, what in the world? Like I put my heart and soul into this thing. I spent some time on this letter and all you're going to do is say thanks for the letter. So he didn't press it. And six months go by, he gets a call from his buddy. His buddy said, man, I just got done hanging out with your son. Your son told me that you, uh, wrote him a letter this past Christmas. Your son told me that it's his most treasured possession. He reads it every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Jeff's son lived in a different state. Jeff had no idea that that's how meaningful it was to his son. But you can imagine every week his son reading this letter, whether he was having a great week or having a tough week, Jeff was able to connect with his son 
influence his son, impact his son. And that's really the power of this letter. And we don't know the impact that it's going to have. Some parents like right away, like there's like weeping and there's tears and like, dad, thank you so much. This is exactly what I needed. And sometimes it's like, okay, thanks for the letter. We can trust that over time, because we're putting these words into their life, that it's going to impact them. Because the the thing is, is that all of our children, they're either currently in a situation right now, or they're about to be in a situation. They're about to have a big decision. They're about to potentially have an opportunity. They're about to face a temptation. They could like totally derail them of their life's purpose. And they're going to be better with our words and the words that we help parents put in this letter than without. So I encourage parents like, man, you got to get this letter done ASAP, give it to them ASAP. Obviously, things change over a child's life, right? So, and you want to have this letter available to them or for them like your dad did to you. So, is this something you kind of update and rewrite over time? Because obviously, your kids are young. You write it to them today, 10 years from now, that letter is going to be impactful for sure. But there's so much more ground to cover now. Is there like a timeline that you should be updating this and then sharing it with them or – Yeah, and I've already written two letters to my children. And as they get older, I'll write more. People ask me, what is the best age to write this letter? And my answer to that is, well, the day that your kids were born was the best day. That way they'll have something written down from you if something were to happen to you. But also they'll always be able to go back to see how their dad or their mom felt about them. Like even before they had a personality or even before you even knew them, like, oh, my dad loved me. Was I'm proud of me then? Like to be able to read that. But then absolutely, as you said, as your children get older and to be able to write another letter, depending on what's going on in their life and and to be able to, we cannot tell our children enough that we love them, that we're proud of them. It's not for what they've done. It's proud of them for who they are, that we believe in them. I encourage parents. Yeah. Once you've written that one, let's keep writing some more. I could see that iteration and it just reinforces one after the other. And as you tell these stories about the people who've gone through your program, it seems to me, and without knowing them personally, I'm just making an observation based upon the fact pattern that you give me in terms of their careers and what they did. It seems like these are people that typically don't have these types of conversations under normal circumstances for whatever reason, because society has kind of taught us as dads not to have them to begin with. And then if they're military people, it even reinforces that further. So I think it gives them an opportunity to kind of open up and have these conversations that they probably should be anyway, but maybe they're not comfortable doing it verbally face to face. This gives them an outlet to kind of share those feelings and, and hopefully lead them down a path to eventually have those kinds of conversations. Is that kind of the point too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the parents are writing this, like they do a really great job of communicating some of these things. And then some of them, maybe it's a little bit more difficult, but no matter where they're at, I tell them, Hey, this is important for you to have this written down. But there is something about being able to write it because it can be difficult to have conversations like you're saying and to get it all out there. Like I can go into, okay, I'm going to have this conversation with my wife, right? And then you start to have the conversation and then it doesn't come out the way that I meant for it to come out. And then she might say something and the conversation gets derailed and it's like, oh man, like that's not even where I was trying to go. But when you write it, like you get everything out there, they can read it, they can process it, they can think about it. Absolutely. And then people tell me all the time, like, yeah, once I wrote the letter, like you said, we were then able to talk about some of the things that I wrote in the letter and it was easier to have that dialogue. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. I see this as a tool really for dads or moms, like you say, to connect with their children on a deeper level. Are there other ways or other takeaways from the actual act of the legacy letter that also help you connect outside of just the letter itself? I mean, you're writing the letter to yeah, connect on a deeper level, but then it, as you think about your children and the hopes that you have for them, defining success for your children, I mean, this letter is really helping your children achieve the purpose that they could have, like be the best person they can be. It's interesting. Deion Sanders, this past week, he was talking about who he tries to recruit to be a quarterback. He's like, man, the quarterback's got to be the smartest guy in the room. So I only recruit guys who come from a, a dual parent home that are getting the love from the mom and the dad. And it's an, everyone chuckled and laughed. But like we all inherently know that when someone has the love, you know, not every situation is able to have that. But in general, when someone has like a dad and a mom who's, I would not even say just physically around, but like emotionally connecting with your children, you're just set up to be that much more successful. So this letter is, and I tell parents this, like this letter is going to help your children be more emotionally intelligent. It just will be. And we know that emotional intelligence is far more important than Intel, like IQ, EQ over IQ. Like you can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't know how to relate with other people, if you can't self-regulate, if you're not self-aware, doesn't matter how smart you are. This letter is helping your children grow in those areas. Yeah, amazing stuff. So we've had a lot of people on the show over the years that have turned tragedy into a life's mission. It happens a lot. What tips do you have for somebody who might be struggling right now and not in the best place possible as somebody who's gone through that themselves? Don't try to do it alone. Get some help. I was very lucky to have my dad's letter and then also some people in my life, like some great family members. And then I had a mentor that I met three months after my dad died. Man, I really appreciated anytime someone would give me the opportunity to talk about it. I had a counselor. So that would probably be my biggest advice. And even in your darkest moment, like just to know that it's going to get better. Like there's this grieving process that happens and there's moments where it just sucks, but it's going to get better. You just got to keep fighting for it. I had a conversation with somebody earlier today, and the key takeaway for us, he's a uh, suicide survivor. He lost his son to suicide, and he said the the main thing that he looks for is connection, and having that connection and that conversation and that interaction is so vital and helpful to him moving forward and continuing on the path that he wants to. And I think you're reiterating that as well. I think in this day and age where a lot of us are disconnected because of social media, et cetera, it's even more important for us to have that personal connection now than ever. Especially if you can connect with other people that experienced a loss similar to yours. One of the things I figured out is that, so my dad was the first person I knew that had died. And so I'd never experienced any tragedy like that. Well, but then you start to talk to people and everybody has experienced on some level, some tragedy may not have been exactly like mine, but we've all had people die or maybe they're, maybe you've been through a divorce or just like maybe some trauma. childhood trauma. Yeah. And so you realize you're not alone. But to be able to be in a group or talk to another person that is willing to be vulnerable and talk about that as well is really powerful. 
Well, Blake, I appreciate you sharing your story. We ask each of our guests, because this is the Midland Money Mindset, and we're all about joy on this show, whether it's the joy of writing a letter, whether it's the joy of having those conversations with your children and, and leaving an impression on the next generation. But we, we are all about joy. So our last question for all of our guests is the same, and this will be no different, which is, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Well, I do this every day. I write down some things that I'm grateful for. And so today I just wrote down my family, just how grateful I am for my family. I was out of town last week. And so for me, like this week, I'm at home. And then I wrestled a little bit with my son this morning. And man, I just get joy out of wrestling with him. He's five years old. So I would say that. Well, listen, I was wrestling with my 16-year-old this weekend. <laughs> we were picking him up in Detroit at a hockey event this weekend and bringing him home for spring break. My wife's not too thrilled when we wrestle, but especially <laughs> now because he's bigger than I am almost. He's almost there. He's going to take me soon, Blake. Yeah. So I got to I got to get in my wrestling while I can, but enjoy every minute of that. I enjoy that too still with both my boys. It's it's a lot of fun. If people want to and we'll have all the your information and the information about Legacy Letter in the show notes. But if people want to learn more about Legacy Letter or connect with you, what's the easiest and best place? place for them to do that? Probably legacy. Just go to legacyletterchallenge.com. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Blake Brewer, but yeah, legacyletterchallenge.com. And if you want yourself to go through the masterclass, I do have a free guide. So anyone can download the free guide. Or if you're interested for your clients or your employees, like all that information is there. Amazing. I suggest you take a look. I think it's a great concept. I think families can certainly gain a lot of value. I'm going to be looking at taking care of this for my boys. It's something I've done in the past. And this kind of gives me the inspiration to really continue it and, and do it again. I did it in that one instance and it was as impactful for me, like you're saying in your situation as it was for them. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story and make it a great day. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Larry. I want to thank Blake Brewer for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. It always amazes me what people can do in the face of or as a result of tragedy. That letter Blake's dad had written for him will make an impact for generations to come. What better way to leave a legacy for your kids than to leave them with a letter from their mom and or dad, letting them know how important they are and the impact they have had on their lives. I can think of no better gift. Thank you, Blake, for introducing this to the world, and we wish you luck in your quest to one million letters. Blake Brewer and Legacy Letter can be found across most social media platforms, and all the contact information needed to find them can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content, and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money.
The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.